Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. All right, you got your offensive coordinator. Now you need your second-string quarterback. Kenny Pickett is QB1. Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. is going to be QB none as soon as they decide Whoa, to move on from rhyme. him. That's going to happen, right? I mean, yeah. I can feel safe saying I'd, that on a podcast bet, and not have egg on my face. I bet. So I and I'd be pretty I'd be surprised. Shocked. He's not coming back. Yeah. So and Mitch, you can imagine the fan reaction too. Mitch is gone. So now it just comes down to who is going to be QB two, and it's not just some. Oh, hope you get a decent one so that if Kenny gets hurt, he can keep you afloat for a couple of weeks. This is going to be a QB two that you want to push Kenny in Latrobe and potentially become QB one. Mason Rudolph is obviously the preferred route that the Steelers would like to take. They have stated that. Coach Tomlin has stated that. Art Rooney has stated that. But the key person that has to state that is Mason Rudolph. He has to decide that he wants to come back to the Steelers. So if he does not want to come back to the Steelers, say he's a Minnesota Viking next year, what do the Steelers do for QB2? Mm-hmm. Well, with Arthur Smith coming in, I think the path, is very clear, and that path leads you to Ryan Tannehill. Going to be a free agent, had a lot of success under Arthur Smith, knows Arthur Smith's system. Yes, injured last year. Came back, though, and played in that last game for Mike Vrabel against uh, Jacksonville, correct? No. No. Uh, Houston. Houston. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're... I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville, right. Pretty sure I'm right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. Jacksonville... And beat the Jags. Got the Jags out of the right. playoffs. Thank you, sir. Because he Steelers helped the Steelers get in. in the playoffs. So why don't you come on in and, and join our team now, Mr. Tannehill. So, you know, he showed the ability to go out and beat a playoff-level team last year at the end of the season. And I think it's just a very obvious fit if indeed Rudolph does walk and you need to go out of the organization to bring in that competition for Kenny Pickett. You know, other veterans have been floated out there. You talk about a Kirk Cousins. That wouldn't really be competition, though. As long as Cousins is healthy, he'd pretty much have the job. You know, Baker's name is floated out there. You hear Russell Wilson. You know, there's a lot of different speculation as far as someone that could come in, trade for Justin Fields. But the Tannehill one seems like it fits perfectly into the Steelers jigsaw puzzle of how they want this offseason to work out. Mason doesn't come in, bring in a guy that... You know, isn't overwhelmingly better than Kenny. He might actually be overwhelmingly better than Kenny, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> optically, no one sees Ryan Tannehill come in like, oh, there's no chance that Kenny can start now. Like, I could give Kenny the benefit of a doubt in a position battle if it's Ryan Tannehill, but you're also bringing in somebody that has a track record, knows the offensive system that's going to be put in, and might have a year, year and a half, two years left in the tank to play some semblance of competitive football if indeed Kenny gets hurt or if things don't pan out with him development-wise. So 
you know, that seems to me like a very obvious choice for the backup quarterback spot if Mason's not back. I don't think I'm really splitting an atom here. I think no. everybody in town has pretty much said that already. Uh, but I'm not going to just go out there with a crazy take because everybody else is saying the obvious take. It it seems to fit so easily into all of this. How confident are you in the quarterback room if it's Tannehill and Kenny this year compared to last year when you're walking in with Kenny, Mitch, Mitch and Mason? I guess that's not fair. It's because, not fair to ask me because I put myself you in were, the shoes last year. I was you ecstatic were all in I thought on Kenny. Kenny was right, the guy. Right, and then I right, thought, right. you know, if we had to win a game with Mitch, he could do it. Boy, was that a bad yeah. take. But this year, if it's Kenny and Tannehill, um, I'd be nervous. But most of my nerves would be that Kenny's not going to pan out and not going to end up taking that next step forward. Right, because, because it's that's not the like... key to all of this, really. You know, they're not going to go get a Kirk. They're not going to go get a guy that can elevate them immediately to potential contender status. That only happens, I think, if Kenny decides to take that next step. So, you know, that's the state that I'm in with the quarterback room is a lot of nerves. Because then also, if Kenny doesn't pan out, Hintana Hill still put together a decent season. Well, for I think us. I think you're spot on because you're not overly investing in Tannehill. I don't assume they would, and you're not you don't owe him anything. There's no loyalty there. So if things don't work, if Kenny doesn't work out, I'll get to that. But then you if you turn to Tannehill, things don't work out there. Whatever you know, you're just. You're basically in the same spot that you were in with Mitch, except you don't have that backup with Mason. And you don't even think that what you were going to get out of Mason was anywhere near what you actually did get out of him for those last three weeks of the season. So if things don't work out with Tannehill, it's it's no skin off my back. But if things don't work out with Kenny, then it's a complete reevaluation of this team. It's almost like you want to press that fast forward button just to 2025 and say, get this over with as quickly as possible. Let's rebuild again, not rebuild, but let's retool again through the draft. Let's keep adding help around what could be the quarterback. And maybe if Kenny doesn't work out, maybe for the first time in our lifetime, Tom, we see a kind of a bottoming out. You see them get four or five or six wins on the year, and they're in a position where they can either be in the running for a quarterback or they in the, are in the position where they can trade up. They're close enough to the top one or top five picks where their pick is valuable enough that they can trade up and get that quarterback of the future. But yeah, at whatever Tannehill can do, I mean, I I don't think that there should be that much pressure on Tannehill. You know, he's bounced around. No, there's uh, not any pressure on Tannehill. But, but that's what I'm saying. Is like once you get to Kenny, it's just can he do it or not? It's it, that's where every question well, lies. And I like Tannehill too because it's not faux competition. Like it's not like you go get Josh Dobbs and it's like, oh, it's competition. And you're really fooling yourself if you think that that's legit competition. Like Tannehill would be legit competition to push. Tannehill Kenny. was what a first round draft pick at one point. He was the comeback player of the year. The most successful years were in Arthur Smith's mm-hmm. offense. So and he has he has a track record. He has statistics to back it up. But if if it doesn't work out with Tannehill, it's not going to be the end of the world. The no, end of the of world is going to be, well, you struck out with Kenny, Mason's not on the team, and the guy you brought in to replace Mason isn't any good either. And that's so not you really gotta, the end of the world. That's just the end of this swing at potentially replacing no, the I franchise think, quarterback. No, I think it's a much bigger deal if, if Kenny doesn't pan out compared to Tannehill. The end of the world? 
like you said, they'll Did just I say have to, world. Yeah, yeah they'll just have harsh. to go back to the drawing board and, and yeah, it's to, a little harsh, but it's definitely a, a big reset button at the biggest position in football, right? And you know, a lot of this being able to rebuild yourself is knowing when the right time to hit that eject button is on this current iteration of trying the, this guy out at quarterback. Yeah, I wonder, and, and I think the Steelers have a good timeline in, in mind because I think that. This is it. Like this is last chance for sure. This year is your last shot at being successful at the quarterback position in Pittsburgh. I I'm curious to know the length of the leash Kenny gets if it's Mason as his backup versus if it's Tannehill as his backup. Because you know what you got out of Mason, you feel you felt really good about it at the end of the year. But Tomlin Tomlin can look at Tannehill's track record and say this guy's got a lot more that I like about his NFL career and. It's Arthur Smith's guy. Right. So I wonder if it's the same, if it's a little bit shorter, if it's a little bit longer with Tannehill versus Mason. I can't imagine for either guy backing up Kenny, it's very long at all. Like if Kenny comes out of the gate, say say they say no matter what, like you said when he was drafted, no matter what, we'll give him three years yeah. to work out. I wonder if this year again they'll say, you know what? No matter what, let's give him the first month of the season, four weeks, to get his foot, his feet set. And if he can't do it then, then that's about it. Because you really can't sacrifice more than a month of football if you if if this team really wants to contend, if they think either Tannehill or Mason could be the guy that can propel them into the playoffs again. So I wonder I wonder what that day one leash setting is for Kenny. If it's Tannehill, I have to think that it's shorter. It might be short. It might be equally short, no matter who it is. If it's I said Rudolph four weeks, Tannehill. what say you? Four weeks in their, their their own four. I'm assuming after those four weeks or one or in four three weeks, or you just say like we're not even zero and four, but maybe they're even two and two. See, and you, do you yeah, see them, but do you what see if it's two and two, two and two, and he's thrown two two touchdowns in four games? I still think they'd stick with them. I mean, they, wow. winning games has always been the bottom line, and so yeah, but they're not really winning all their games. They're winning half of the games, but they're still two and two after a four-game start. I, the leash, I wonder like how much I have to push you. Like, say it's six weeks. Well, we're talking about leash. Like, how far-fetched is it that a Tannehill slash Rudolph doesn't beat him out at camp in preseason? Right. You know, I would hope he'll that- start as QB one. I'm using air quotes. Like, he'll get the reps with the starters to begin with. And I, this is where I hope, and, and you know, Arthur Smith being a fresh set of eyes can be helpful. You know, he really had no nothing to do with the evaluation of Pickett. I mean, maybe he did while he was in Atlanta because they took Ritter in that same draft too. So I'm sure he was familiar with Pickett's game. But you know, he is a fresh set of eyes on this. And if you're going to have a quarterback position battle, you know, he's somebody that won't have any bias towards. Kenny, if anything, he might have bias towards someone challenging Kenny if that someone was Ryan Tannehill. So, you know, I, I don't think there will be any sense of, you know, the 2021 20, quarterback battle where it was the three dogs, one bone, and Mason really had no chance. If it's Mason who comes back, I think Arthur Smith slash Tomlin, because Tomlin still has a big say, the ultimate say, would make it a, a legitimate competition. And obviously the same goes if it was Ryan Tannehill, too. Yeah, I, I hope. 
I can't imagine after seeing Kenny Pickett's performance last year, coupled with Mason's in a small window, coupled with what you think you can get out of Tannehill if Tannehill is the backup instead of Mason, with Arthur Smith now in the building, that Kenny somehow gets the leverage, gets the the unfair shake at it, and just gets all the first-team reps and majority of the days of training camp in Latrobe and will start, for the most part, every single meaningful preseason game. Like, for, when I say meaningful, I mean when the other starters are out there, he's out there. Okay. Let me I ask hope, you this. I, I'm saying I hope that's not the case. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If you're Ryan Tannehill and you see this news that Arthur Smith is now the OC of the Steelers and you're thinking they might need a backup quarterback slash someone that could potentially start, don't you see the situation and say to yourself, I can beat out Kenny Pickett? Like, even though you're yeah, 35 but don't years you old think, and you just got injured, don't you think? If, I if know you're he's Tannehill, unsigned, but don't you think he should believe in himself to say, I can beat out Will Levis also? Yeah, but he's not going back to Tennessee. You think that's, that's fully gone, done? Going, yeah, they're done. There's no chance he goes back to Tennessee. And wouldn't you not be surprised if he told you that he thinks that even though he probably thinks that maybe could beat out both of them, that Kenny's an easier target than Levis right now. We, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams in the NFL where they look at their starting quarterback and say, well, all right, I can beat out Kenny Pickett. For I'm sure. just saying if you're a Tannehill type and you think I can start for two more years, I just need the team to give me the chance. Just like we say with Rudolph, that this mm-hmm. is the best path for you to potentially yeah. be the starter. I think you know that's, Tannehill, this that's is a pretty big indictment on, on Kenny just because you, you, you're probably looking at a lot of backups in this league that say, is my best chance to start in Pittsburgh just because their starting quarterback isn't very good. Well, I think there was a little bit of indictment on Kenny too when Art Rooney says in his end-of-season wrap-up, you know, we need to get better quarterback play. Right. That's the bottom line. Now, he was still optimistic about Kenny's future, and you know none of this is me saying that whoever gets the backup job to start camp, Rudolph or Tannehill, is automatically going to end up beating out Kenny. I'm just saying there is a sense of urgency placed from the owner himself on that position getting a lot better. And he even went so far as to say Mason was able to show us what we can look like when we get good play from the quarterback position. So, you know... What else do you need to say about that? That right. it kind of speaks for itself as far as the situation that Kenny finds himself in, and and he should, I'm sure he's not and fooling himself at all. That you know this is one of those crossroad moments as far as athletes' careers are concerned. Uh, what are you going to end up being in the NFL? Are you going to journey around and be a backup, or are you going to be the franchise quarterback that the Steelers thought that you could be? Uh, and you know a lot of times pressure makes diamonds. And that kid's going to be under a lot of pressure all off-season long. I mean, a ton of pressure from the moment they decide if it's Rudolph, if it's Tannehill, whoever it is is the backup quarterback, through minicamp, through rookie camps, through training camps, pressure is going to be on number eight big time. Without question. I, I, I don't know what the Steelers would be doing to themselves if – they didn't, and I and I think you know, like you mentioned, like Art Rooney said this himself about the quarterback evaluation. But I don't know what they would be doing if they tried to move forward with Kenny Pickett and just say whoever the backup is is going to be the backup, but we're going to try to make it work with Kenny first and foremost. I, I understand your your argument about saying you got to give him three years, but I just feel like after two years, 
what you've seen out of him. <clears throat> Arthur Smith isn't really labeled a quarterback whisperer. Can you really get much more out of him? Especially when you bring in a guy like Arthur Smith who is more in tune with the running game. Sure, Tannehill had his best seasons under Arthur Smith, but Tannehill had already, what, three or four years in the league at that point and was already playing in Tennessee for a year or two before Arthur Smith came in. So, Kenny Pickett, I, I just don't think that the Steelers would be making the right decision to, and maybe maybe I'm I'm putting the, the cart in front of the horse here, but... Maybe I'm saying that I don't know if it was right of Tomlin and Rooney to say that right now Kenny is QB1. I don't know if that was the right decision. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One thing that I think you can expect from Arthur Smith that will make life probably a bit easier for whoever's playing quarterback is play action. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like we've been pounding the table a lot for play action when it comes to the Steelers in the past few seasons, and this guy I don't think is any question will bring that to this offense. It's a staple as far as his offense is concerned. You know, like I said in the first episode, that running game is the building blocks for everything else offensively. And a hard play action with Tannehill to AJ Brown was a big time fruitful play for those Titans in those couple of seasons with Arthur Smith as the OC. So a lot more play action coming to the table. Yep. You know, in a way we, we talk about Smith not being a quarterback whisperer, but what he does offensively, you'd think it would really help a young quarterback along. It would help insulate him. It would help build that nice nest for him to settle settle into. Lots of tight ends on the field, lots of play action, mm-hmm. and running the football a lot, you know, making life easier for quarterbacks. Yeah, I've heard people say that with bringing in Arthur Smith, the plan won't really change. I think you'll see a lot of run-first kind of stuff, but the schematics, the execution could. So maybe you'll see those short passes, but it'll be via the play action rather than just Kenny in the shotgun uh, to start with with nobody back there with him with empty sets, right? Like so, I don't mind that. But if I'm again, and I kind of harken back on Kenny Pickett at every every chance I get, like sure that's helpful. I think in the short term, but if you're really looking for Kenny Pickett to be your long term answer. Don't you want to build confidence in his ability to move the ball down the field in big chunks, not just short passes up the middle of the field? I mean, middle of the field, we haven't even really touched on how underutilized that area of the field was, but maybe that was because of Kenny Pickett. So I just, I'm very weary. You know, I think Arthur Smith is is right for this team, 
But I'm I'm just wary wary on you know how much he can really do for this team with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. I don't mind to kind of pivot the conversation back to Kenny, but it's just the natural tendency. Yeah, I mean that is the natural tendency. I I agree with your point. I think Arthur. I mean, it was. I know Matt Williamson pointed out Arthur Smith. Uh, he said that Arthur Smith his biggest change he can bring to the table is the play action. Arthur Smith like led the league when he was either OC in Tennessee or head coach in Atlanta in terms of play action percentage plays. So that's a huge step in the right direction. But again, I don't know how effective it's going to be if Kenny Pickett is going to. Do the play action and then dump the pass off to the running back in the backfield. And that play may not be designed for that, but he might just be more comfortable doing those short passes because his field of vision, we know, isn't as developed as it should be at the NFL level. But a lot of that comes down to hitting your layups. And that was also something that he necessarily wasn't doing all that well with Matt Canada. And Matt Canada's offense was Mm -hmm. hitting his layups. So, yeah, you're right. This might be able to make things easier for Kenny. Play action, one read kind of. But I think it's looks that are wide open success. When you look for long term development, that might not be most beneficial to him. And I'm just saying, it's not a guarantee that he hits it works a hard. Out. Yeah, he right. hits a hard play action on Najee, and Deontay's wide open, 15 yards down the field, and he hits him right on the in stride. Mm-hmm. Like that's just you haven't seen that enough yeah. from Kenny to guarantee that. You know the layups. You can count on two. You've one, seen Tannehill not, hit the layups for two years in Tennessee. You saw Rudolph hit layups mm-hmm. for three weeks last year. So you you can count on two, if not just one hand, the amount of layups and deep chunk plays, not just touchdowns, but chunk plays that Kenny Pickett has hit in his two years in the league. One more thing that I keep seeing, as far as Arthur Smith's hire is concerned, is oh man. Those wide receivers, they must not like this hire. This is a running kind of offensive coordinator. And to that, I'd say, you know, A.J. Brown was just as big Mm -hmm. a part of those offenses as Derrick Henry was. Again, it was that give and take, and they needed that playmaker in the passing game for Tannehill to have those 33 touchdown passes, for them to have those explosive play-action plays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talk about, well, they don't have a Derrick Henry on the roster. Maybe Najee Harris and Jalen Warren by committee can equal that output. I think they can. Well, they don't have an AJ Brown on the roster. George Pickens could become yeah. an AJ Brown. Uh, I mean, look. I mean, just I'm just doing this for comparison's sake. 2019 was AJ Brown's. Um, I'm sorry. 2020 was AJ Brown's best year with the team. 70 catches, 1,075 yards, and 11 touchdowns. You're telling me George Pickens can't create those numbers? He had more yards this year, did he not? George I'm pretty Pickens, sure. Uh, and and right le- okay, them. less receptions, but that means he was more productive with the football when right. he got it. And he just didn't find the end zone as much because quarterbacks weren't really serving up touchdown passes like Tannehill was mm-hmm. in 2020 for the Titans. So, you know, this notion that these wide receivers, oh, man, they're probably down in the dumps because the sock guy's coming in and, you know, they're going to be running and running and running the football. No, I, I think these wide receivers should get excited the opportunity for the big play, the big play action play is there. And a guy like Deontay, great route runner, should be able to get open a lot in single coverage if teams are really selling out to stop the run. And George Pickens is a big play player. I mean, he he thrives in at, at his best when he's 30, 40, 50 yards down the field. So I think, again, all around, it's hard to find something that you don't like about this hire. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I think the 
the argument of, oh, well, Pickens and Deontay are going to hate this hire are a little naive, a little, you're, it's a little uneducated of you to just jump to that conclusion. Here, here we go. Huh? Here we go. I, I, I did this math. We're calling people uneducated. I just think it's a little naive. <laughs> I think it was a little quick, quick to judge. Uh, if you look at AJ Brown's first two years, right? First two years with the Tennessee Titans, his only two years with Arthur Smith. The guy averaged 60 catches for 1,060 yards and nine and a half touchdowns per year. In his second year, George Pickens had 60 catches for 1,140 yards and five touchdowns. So same receptions, more yards, slightly less touchdowns. So answer, yes, he could be. Absolutely. As as an A.J. Brown. And, and when A.J. Brown was there, he was the number one. It was it was kind of like you had a number like a, a go-to number one at the receiver position and a go-to number one at the running back position. Whereas in Pittsburgh, yes, you have George Pickens. I'd probably take Deontay over the backups in Tennessee as a receiver. Also, with George Pickens' output in his second year compared to AJ Brown in 2020, look at Tannehill in 2020. 33 tutties, seven picks, 66% per- completion percentage, over 3,000. Like. He had a good year for a quarterback. George Pickens had his statistical year with Kenny, Mitch, and Mason. Let me read you the names. did a lot of heavy lifting statistic-wise. Got over 1,000 yards because of the last two games, last two out of three games with Mason at quarterback. Let me read you the names that were behind uh, A.J. Brown on the depth chart in Tennessee before Arthur Smith left. Cameron Batson. Stop me if you've heard one of these. Khalif Raymond. Nick Westbrook Akine. I remember him. And Corey Davis, I I, I do remember, remember but trade to the Jets didn't pan out in no. the Jets. Yeah. I mean those guys But Cam Batson, Khalif Raymond, Westbrook Akine. Deontay's I, a big step up as yeah, far as huge. the second wide receiver is concerned. Uh, so excited to see what Arthur can do with a, a secondary wide receiver now in the fold. Another weapon uh in his toolbox. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia custom items, and the exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. Located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or you can just visit online at shop.steelers.com. So you know Arthur Smith has a pretty strong mustache when he decides to grow it, right? <laughs> yeah, I've seen Real strong mustache. So today's power rankings. We're going to power rank the top 10 sports mustaches no of way. all time. That's coming up next on the Steeler Standard. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 